If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action Monday night from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us tonight. We're pretty pumped. NFL, Monday Night Football, Chiefs and the Giants. Survivor implications for perhaps one of us. That might be me. I'm trying to act like I'm not nervous. We'll talk about that. Prop watch, while we're playing the game, if we're playing the game. Otherwise, besides Survivor. But first, some NBA tip-offs. We do have some tip-offs coming here momentarily. 7 Eastern for Pacific, Blazers, and the Sixers. As we sit right now, Blazers, two, two-and-a-half-point road favorites over the Sixers, 220, 220-and-a-half. Your total there, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. We've got the Spurs and the Pacers. Pacers, two-and-a-half to three-point home favorites, 215-and-a-half, 216. The total there. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, Cavs, and the Hornets. Hornets, 5-point home favorites, 220 across the board, your total in that one. 730 uh, Eastern, 430 Pacific, got the Raptors and the Knicks. Knicks are 7 to 7.5-point home favorites, 208, 208 and a half. The total in that one, 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific, the Wizards and the Hawks. Hawks are 5.5-point home favorites, 222, 222 and a half. Your total there, 730, 430, Bulls and the Celtics. Celtics are three, two and a half to three-point home favorites, depending on where you look, 215 and a half, 216. Your total in that one, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, Nuggets and the Grizzlies. The Nuggets are anywhere from a 
there is a one-point dog out there all the way to a one-point favorite in this one. So shop around depending on which side you want to play there. 213, 213 and a half. That is all uh, Ja Morant injury status. He is questionable as of right now for this game. Closest thing I saw was game time decision. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes out on that because that will swing uh, yes. even more one way or the other depending on whether he plays or not. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, Magic, and Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are 8.5 to 9-point home favorites, 216.5, 217. Your total last game of the evening, 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific, Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers are 12.5-point home favorites, 210, 210 and a half. the total against the lowly Thunder. All right, and Chiefs are up to an 11-point favorite tonight. 11-point favorite uh, against the Giants, total at 53. That game to start oh, a little more than an hour from now. No Saquon, no Kenny Galladay for the Giants tonight, but they will have uh, some Darius Slayton. They will have Kadarius Tony. That should be fun. Uh, Sterling Shepard going to play as well. So it's, you know, uh, best of a bad situation for the Giants. Yes. Tonight. Again, double-digit, home favorite, standalone game, have them in Survivor, terrified. <laughs> Especially after all those Bengals ones uh, that went down yesterday. Over 40% of the uh, Circa Survivor Pool went down with the Bengals. 40.9% went down with the Bengals. Wow. Over 800 entries yesterday. Um, and yes. we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about how that one ended because that, oh. was, uh, that was brutal for them if you did have them. I mean, good for you because obviously I'm rooting for you to win the thing. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you had them in Survivor yesterday, that was uh, brutal. pretty that rough. Was brutal. Brutal. That was brutal. Absolutely yeah. brutal. Real quick, I'll just get my – my only play tonight is actually an NBA play on one of these games that's coming up here shortly, the Blazers uh, at the 76ers. I got on this number uh, after Embiid was announced out, and I was just checking why it had moved further, and Tobias Harris is out as well for this game uh, for the 76ers. So this is now Portland minus two is what you're going to see, minus one and a half, minus two. Uh, frankly, I don't – fully understand this line and I what would... What about non-frankly? I, <laughs> I would still be okay playing it at minus one and a half, minus two. You're talking no <laughs> no Embiid, no Simmons, no Tobias Harris. This is the ultimate Blazers versus the role players of the 76ers. I think you lay a short money line or one and a half. I... I I don't know. I, I, I like this bet tonight. I haven't been betting too much the first couple weeks of the season, but yeah. this number feels pretty off to me. There are uh, three games on the ice. One about to uh, puck drop about right now. Seven Eastern, four Pacific. Capitals in the Lightning. Uh, Lightning minus 145 favorites there, plus 125 on the Capitals. Eight Eastern, five Pacific Senators and Blackhawks. Blackhawks are minus 130 favorites, plus 110 on the Senators. And then 930 Eastern, 630 Pacific. The Kraken who I hope lose every single game the rest of the year, plus 200 after what they did to you. against the Oilers. Oilers are minus 240 favorites. That there. is excellent, by the way. Anytime anybody says frankly, be like, well, what about less than candidly? What do you have to say <laughs> about that? Or if somebody starts out, you know, honestly, what about dishonestly? What would you say then? Uh, so the big, uh, the big off the field, we will get to every game yesterday yeah. and the blow-by-blow, blow, but the big off the field news, which came down really this morning from Adam Schefter first, then Jay Glazer piled on. Derrick Henry uh, could miss the rest of the season, and in fact, today he did go un- he did undergo foot surgery, so he is out indefinitely. Now, whether that means the rest of the regular season and postseason, whether that means just the end of the regular uh, for just out for the regular season, we don't know the details of that. But let's call it indefinitely for the NFL's leading rusher, who was leading the league in rushing by 353 yards 
after yesterday. That's a big gap between him and Nick Chubb, second place in terms of rushing yards. And we've talked about Derrick Henry before that this was why I had the tight this is why I had the Titans in my power rankings from the beginning as a top ten team. He is such a unicorn, he's such a throwback, makes that Titans team different from any other team in the NFL. And what he does is mere presence, allowing the Titans to hold on to the football, kind of mitigates against how bad their defense is, right? And so now without him, totally different calculus. And you know, I don't even know if it's I don't even know if it's arguably at this point, um, probably the most non-quarterback-wise. Oh, no question. The most important player to no his question. team yeah. on either side of the ball because of the way that they play offense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it would be different maybe if he was on a different team, but the way that the Titans play offense, I think the most important non-quarterback in the league. And so, yeah, I mean, the the latest here basically is that they hope if they were to make the playoffs, and look, they're in a pretty good spot, so, uh, you know, it would be a big collapse if they didn't, but it looks like if they're – if they're going to make the playoffs, they're hoping that maybe he could get back at some point during the playoffs here. I mean, they went and signed the course of Adrian Peterson, if that lets you know how desperate they are to try to get someone that can try and at least somewhat fill the role of Derrick Henry here. But this is certainly super bad news for the Titans because one of the things that we have seen with Ryan Tannehill and the reason that he has been able to to do as well as he has here lately Yes, we have established that you do not have to run the football in order for play action to work. But when you're the Titans and you have a guy that just lines up six yards behind the line of scrimmage and in the I formation, the last true like I form running back there is in the in the basically in the whole league, right? He just kind of dots the eye up there and takes off running a full head of steam into the line. It makes that safety creep up just a tad. That safety just creeps up just a little bit. He has to kind of account for the fact that Derrick Henry's going to get his 25 to 30 carries a game. And that has really, really helped out this passing game. And so you do wonder now, moving forward with this team, if the passing game is going to be as effective as it has been so far. Because now there's just no, there's no replacing this guy. I mean, like Adrian Peterson is not going to at all threaten, you know, a a secondary. So, like, they're going to be able to now kind of play normal where they would normally play. They're not going to really be biting on any sort of play action stuff and things like that because, honestly, at this point, you probably hope they hand the ball to Adrian Peterson, you know? Like, you probably hope at the the 3.1 yards per carry that he's going to average probably for the rest of the season. Like, you're probably hoping that they do that. So, it's uh, certainly not good. Certainly not good for my – I mean, again, they're they're in the driver's seat, but certainly not good for my Titans futures even because – I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility they could get run down. So, so I don't love it. Speaking of that, Matt, I was pretty heavy on the most two headed into the year. I I took a, I found a thirteen to one on the Colts today. I'm like, that's fine. I'll just throw, I'll play this a little bit. And it's yeah. kind of bizarre that we are what we're finishing up week eight of the NFL season, and you're almost in a straight hedge situation yeah. because of how far behind the Jags and Texans are. Which we knew would be the case before the season even started. We really did. Yeah. We were, I mean, that was part of the reason why we bet the numbers that we bet it at. But I was like, man, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna lock in some profit on this one already. Like, I still think the Titans will get there. But 13-1 to 1 on the one team that could chase them down, I'll throw a few bucks on it just to lock in some profit. That's a whole other team we got to talk about. Who all did you say was out tonight for the Sixers? Uh, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that yeah, Shams is saying that his he's in the he's in the health and health and safety protocol. Tobias, With Tobias Harris. Harris. Yeah. Yeah. That was a late one. Joel Embiid had been questionable most of the morning, and then I think he was announced out by uh, by about three Eastern. So Tobias Harris. Yeah. He kind of yeah. yeah. COVID nineteen. I'm seeing it right now. Yeah. So he's so he's he's saying that it's uh 
expected to miss several games because of that. The Derrick Henry thing, particularly, obviously, just horrible for football fans, specifically horrible for Titans fans. I would even argue bad for betters because in a in a pre-flop ATS market of the NFL, which, as I said this morning, kind of always seems to end up in Plinko with the results of these games, that was kind of the one thing that I don't think was baked fully into the market. I don't think the market really ever had the Titans right. Now, it's all moot. The other big thing that happened today is a trade out of nowhere. Trade deadline tomorrow. We have word from Adam Schefter over the weekend, buried in the middle of the night, Sunday morning, Saturday night, is that we probably won't get a Deshaun Watson trade. But we did get a Vaughn Miller trade today. Vaughn Miller goes from the Broncos to the Rams, and the uh, the Broncos get in return two picks next year, second rounder and a third rounder. Vaughn Miller, who was in his last year of his contract, the, the Broncos just basically made the decision, well, you know, might as well get something for him. Yeah, they. I mean, he, if he left, which he was going to, they were going to get a fifth rounder in 2023 as a compensatory pick. So instead, you end up getting two picks for this year uh, out of him. I mean, this is this is what I love. This we talked about this like you know multiple times over the course of last season. We talked about this during the NBA season. I love it when a team when a team knows they're kind of in the driver's seat, like we're going for it, like we're 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 not messing around, like we're going for it. Rams get the Super Bowl in their stadium this year, the whole nine yards. Like, yeah, we're not messing around. We're we're in the driver's seat here, and we're going to go after this thing. And now what you've got is two of the best pressure guys in all of the NFL playing on the same team. When you got Aaron Donald creating all that pressure, and now you add Von Miller in there, it makes a guy like Jalen Ramsey even that much more deadly because quarterback has to get rid of the ball that much quicker. These guys, he didn't have to cover quite as long. It is going to be a rough, rough defense for this Rams team. They are going for it, that is for sure. So much more football to get to. Prop watch for tonight's game, Kansas City and the New York Giants. Coming up, primetime action. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, 
that's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets, betting splits yet another way. That VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. A couple other things before we get to Prop Watch real quick. Jameis Winston, torn ACL, out for the season for the Saints. Didn't get horse collar. He got flagged, uh, the defense of the Bucks did yesterday, for horse collar. Jameis wrenches his knee, so he is donezo. Taysom Hill got concussed on October 10th versus Washington. They believe he could be available this week, but Trevor Simeon did a fine job yesterday in relief in the Saints' win over the Bucks. And then Calvin Ridley, this came down yesterday, Calvin Ridley of the Falcons, before the Falcons ended up losing 19-13 to the Panthers yesterday, he uh, put out a statement. Remember, he had missed a game a couple weeks ago for personal reasons. Well, he missed it yesterday and said it's time for him to step away for football, from football, rather, for his mental well-being. So there's that. And this just in on Derrick Henry now for me and Rappaport, uh, something I was saying last segment, we didn't know if this was, you know, for, you know, through a postseason or not. Ian Rappaport estimating now six to eight weeks for Derrick Henry. So if the Titans do make the postseason, I'm doing the math. Sounds like he'd be eligible. Sounds like he would be back. Yeah. How effective, we don't know. Don't I know. I think to run well, you need a foot. I am told you yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I understand he has another one, but right. I think you need two effective. Right. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It would help. Yeah. It would help at least. Yeah. And, and the language he had was at least six six weeks and possibly eight weeks, but that's still very, it's different than the still ESPN report. Like, yeah. Yeah. Different than the ESPN report we saw it was out for the rest of the season. So at least six and possibly eight makes it sound like eight is the is the most. Right. That's yeah, that's kind of what that sounds like. Hmm. Okay. So we'll wait right. and see, I guess. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a prop watch. All right, prop watch. Chiefs and Giants. You excited, man? Huh? No? I'm, listen, I'm honestly interested to see if this Chiefs team is able to go out. And like you said, I mean, they're a double-digit home favorite against a team that's missing a couple of key pieces. Can they come out and, can they come out and just get it done? Sweat free, Chiefs. You know, can they come out and just get it done one time? I mean, it just, it's, that's, I am curious at least to see that because, I mean, look, 
You look at these other teams, I mean, I guess this this whole Titans thing certainly changes the landscape just a little bit. But I mean, you look at the AFC and you kind of start to it's not really a hugely dominant team outside of the Bills, really. I mean, when when you kind of look at it. So it's just like Yeah. I mean Boy, speaking of that, how how much of our power rankings are in shambles after oh, yesterday? Oh good is, lord. There is a clear cut one two at this point. So it's like if we're not on the same page there, then somebody's just Somebody's just smoking things. Uh, let me think. Oh, what, what you, who are you looking at? Who we are you looking at? Why are you looking I, at me, Matt? I think we got a one. I think we got a <laughs> one, two. We definitely have a one. I think. I don't know. I think you could have one, two, and three in all kinds of order. I think you could do. I think. Yeah. I think we definitely have a one. I, I think we have a one. We won't I, I think two, tune three, in on four. Wednesday. This is the long tease. Uh, I don't know. My, I had a one that this didn't get affected yet. Here's the long tease. That's true too. The long tease. Yeah, we got a two. I don't even remember what your one was last week. Mine was Buffalo. Mine has been Buffalo. Okay, that's right. No, it hasn't. has been. It was Buffalo last week. Let me not say no, that. No, I'm, I'm with Matt. <laughs> I'm with Matt. The one, two, I think should be set. One, yeah. two. I think we know who we're talking about. Yeah. One, two. But I would say that there's a three that could be in there, too. Well, I, I think I think three, four, five could be interesting, right? Because we all had the same top five last week, and it was like these top five are clear cut above. Oh, the it's going to get interesting for sure. <laughs> oh, there's no, there's no doubt. It's going to be interesting for sure. Wednesday night on primetime match. Oh, that's exciting. All right, tonight, Daniel Jones two fifty six and a half. Patrick Mahomes three oh two and a half for their passing yards, passing touchdowns. Daniel Jones set at one and a half. Patrick Mahomes at two and a half. The unders slightly juiced in both cases. Picks always at a half, but Daniel Jones juiced on the over, Mahomes juiced on the under, and there you see the passing and rushing combined. Yeah, dead on for my projection for Mahomes. I have him at 3.04.5, so only a two-yard difference, so absolutely no edge there whatsoever. I did have a projection because I didn't know if he was going to get both of his guys back tonight. I, I, of course, this just got announced a few minutes ago, so I don't have a chance to, to rerun stuff or whatever. I had Jones a good 15 yards under the 256, but I didn't think he was going to get both Tony and Shepard back. I thought he would get one or the other. I didn't think he was going to get both. Getting both probably puts him right on what the number, you know, probably puts him right on what the number is right there at that. And, and honestly, if if you think that this game is going to get out of hand. How about this, and, Matt? He's down to 255 and a half. So yeah, you get one if, yard better. And if you think that this if you think this game's going to get out of hand in favor of the Chiefs, then you would want to be looking at an over on Jones because having all three receivers now out there, the back door is is wide open here, which is why like I, you know, I don't play on the game. If I was going to I'd take the 11 if I was going to play this. I wouldn't lay 11 with the Chiefs because again, it's one of those things where he does have, I mean, he's got Slayton, he's got Tony, he's got Shepard. I mean, he's got three really good options out here to, if you're down, I mean, you got to think, like, you're down late. I mean, if you're if you're down 21, if you're down 21 points in the fourth quarter, defenses always start playing super soft cover. I mean, they always start playing super soft coverages and stuff. And so to get, like, a, a couple of late scores is just, it's just not – out of the realm of possibility at all, especially with with those weapons and, and throwing every single time without having Saquon Barkley. Um, I would be looking at the over there if I if that's the way that you think that the game is going to roll. So to your point, the one the one I like best, and of course I couldn't find it here in Vegas, mm-hmm. but I, the Daniel Jones passing plus rushing yards because you kind of you kind of think he's not going to have yeah. because he's not going to have Barkley out there. He, we've seen him run the ball a little bit more, um, and I, I I think you're right. I, I think. 
I think they are probably are going to fall behind in the game, so he's going to be airing it out a lot. Honestly, Daniel Jones looked pretty good recently. Yeah, yeah it looked too bad. Gets these receivers back, he's going to be airing it out. Uh, if he's behind, or if he's probably if he's not behind, is you're play you're going to be playing such quick strike, you know, offense back and forth with the Chiefs and Giants tonight. I kind of like that one. I couldn't find it here in Vegas, well, but I would and, play it. And, and frankly, it's not even like one of these. Like most of these defenses that we talk about, <laughs> especially the bad ones, they do something. Worse than the other, you know, like they're they're like, oh yeah, they're bad at everything, but like way easier to run on than the pass or whatever. It, no, no, the Kansas City so far is equal opportunity, run or pass on us, it does not matter at all. I mean, they are the thirty-first overall pass defense, and they are the thirty-first overall run defense. So it, whenever you whenever you figure figure how the path of least resistance would be for the Giants, I mean, I don't think they think Devonte Booker is the guy that's going to go out there and just run wild on this team, so you would think that Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones would would be passing the ball a little bit more. So you did or did not play any of those? I haven't played a passing one. I played, uh, so on the rushing side of okay. things, I played Daryl Williams over on uh, attempts. I This is a little bit more of kind of a, a, a gut thing here for me, but with the way that they've been turning the ball over and the way that Patrick Mahomes has been been kind of playing here lately and stuff. And I think that they will at least try to run the ball a little bit more. I mean, just a little bit more. And so with that, Daryl Williams, since Clyde Edwards Alaire went down, he's getting about 85% of the running back touches. So, I mean, he's, it's kind of under the radar because they just don't run the ball a ton. But as far as a, as far as, as close to a bell cow as, as we see in the NFL, Daryl Williams has been it since since Clyde Edwards-Alaire went down. They use Jerick McKinnon sometimes on like third down passing downs and stuff like that. It's just kind of a change of pace type thing. But it's it's Daryl Williams really is the, is the guy that's getting all the carries. And so I kind of have him projected at a little over 17 carries. So that is why I took the over on that. I mean, I think that's a pretty healthy little, little margin there. And if I'm not mistaken, eh, well, it's still sitting at 14 and a half. It was... But you can get the over at even money, like at DraftKings right now. It had dipped down to it had dipped down to thirteen and a half a little earlier today, and back up to fourteen and a half. But I think people look at this team and and think like, oh, okay, well, it's just this aired out, running gun, like just go absolutely wild offense. Gil, that has not been working so far. No, Gil, that has not no. been not been working so far for this team. And so, well, they've also the 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 blitz rate against Mahomes this year by opposing defenses has dropped off a cliff. Yeah. They have figured it out. Like this kid against the Blitz, he he got it early. Yeah. So let's not do that. Yep, and that has been effective. So I, I I have I have Williams getting getting some carries in this game. I didn't do the yardage just because I don't know exactly how effective he'll be, but I think they will at least try to run the ball. And and again, home favorite of eleven points. If it goes the way that at least the spread tells us that it's supposed to go, then that would also create more run run opportunities for later in the game. As well, I played Patrick Mahomes over rushing yardage as well. That has moved in my direction, so that makes me feel good. Uh, I got over 19 and a half. It looks like it's 23 and a half as we speak, as we, uh, we kind of look at this right now. So Mahomes has at least 26 yards in each of the last five games. He has 45, 26, 61, 31, and 35. What he's doing here now is he he's not a blazer. He's not a guy that's known for any of that stuff, but he'll pull it and run when he sees a lane. And so... Uh, it was at 19 and a half. That was way too. That was way too short. Even at 23 and a half, the edge is is, is less. But 
I'd probably still at least lean to the over. And nothing receiving yards or receptions. Not n- not all none of that stuff because I'm just not sure how. One, I didn't know the receivers that were going to be playing for the Giants anyway yeah. until a few minutes ago, and then uh, and then on the on the uh, Chiefs side of things, I think it could be it could be a little bit of a wonky night. So I didn't play. Either. All right, fruit baskets next. We give out virtual fruit baskets to those who have helped us win wagers this past weekend. It's Vsense Prime Time Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN midseason football special is here. Wow, midseason already for only $99. Oh, Do we have to put that in the read? <laughs> Sorry. Oh. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data analysis on VSIN.com. And the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. For reals? Oh, my goodness. It's a great deal. It's only $99 for the rest of the football season. Canadian. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Hit it. Some bets are just more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. Oh, it's the great voice of Adam Candy, everybody. Star of the Ocho. The Ocho. Mateo, you're up first. Yeah, I, I, first and foremost, um, I had a ticket. If you watched all last week, guys, I had a, what was a bad ticket on the Cowboys at uh, minus a point and a half, and also had the had the under in that game. Now that one I was okay with. I was content with that one way or the other, but a uh, bad ticket on the Cowboys nonetheless. I want to thank Mike Zimmer for being allergic to playing to the strengths of his team and updating his offense for the year of 2021. And also not understanding that if you have success doing something, maybe you should just continue to do that thing as opposed to turtling up and going back into your blanket and your comfy zone. His little blankie, his little blankie is just running the ball into the line two times and then throwing on third and long. And that's what he loves doing. And it allowed me to cash a ticket. I had no business cashing. They should have won that game. They go, they marched, they played up tempo. They played, they were passing the ball on early downs, all that in the first drive. They marched right down the field and score. And then for whatever reason, Zimmer does what Zimmer does every single game. And he is allergic to getting up two scores and wants to just sit back and play ultra conservatively and allow the Cowboys to just hang around. Hang. Hanging around. <laughs> Taste the fruit. And then there it is. And uh, so, Cowboys, thank you, Mike Zimmer. I, I got to cash a ticket. I had no business. I, I will cashing. have a follow-up fruit basket yeah. on this later. Same thing. But, Matt, you remember when we sat here on Friday breaking down that game and we're like, okay, if Dak doesn't go, like we're in desperation mode to find a, a live bet yeah. spot to get us out of it. Thankfully, that was really never presented no, to us. No, because we they go right down the field and score, so it was like it was donezo. <laughs> we had to ride our Cowboys ticket the and, whole time. And then they just let us hang around and win the game. I know. It was, it was, it was Vikings, Vikings ended up one of 13 on third down. It was brutal to watch. After they converted the first one. So yes. they, they finished the game <laughs> over 12. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was horrible. Clint, so, Clint Kubiak would like some of that fruit as well. Uh, as we talked about, um, you know, listen, I just thought that it was if I could take the Steelers up to over 10 points and get that. Well, not only was I able to do that, like the, the line moved exponentially in favor of the Browns for whatever reason and wanted to just wrap them, uh, wanted to wrap the, the Steelers up because I just honestly thought that, that Baker Mayfield playing with a broken shoulder is probably not that big of an upgrade 
when it's all said and done. Certainly end up not being the case. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to Pat Frymuth for making the circus catch what in a it that kind of just that kind of solidified everything there. But really, I guess it's just a, a team effort there for the Steelers. Made that a pretty sweat proof, uh, sweat free uh, teaser leg there. Um, paired up with. And this is my my final one here. Uh, going out to, to Carson Wentz. Um, I put that in there with the Titans. And honestly, that's another one that should have lost. I mean, I got I the only I won a tiny bit of money this week, and I should have had a massive losing week. Like just th- these teams bailed me out left and right. Like just that should have been a loss. But boy, Carson Wentz just goes and absolutely wets the bed multiple different times. And and you know what? He, he's not the only one at fault. Frank Wright called a horrible game as well, and he deserves a ton of uh, a ton of blame in all this. But thank you also, Carson Wentz, for allowing me to get that one home. I'm too. part of the Carson Wentz fruit basket as well. And let me just say this: uh, on guessing lines this morning, Chris Andrews, one thirty-three left in that football game, 24-24, first and ten at their own eight. Carson Wentz does the. Jameis Winston Memorial Whirling Dervish. I'm going to put the ball in my other hand and just throw it up. And it was picked off, uh, which really ended up being, you know, until they did the whole, let me just chuck the ball up in the air and draw a flag on the DB, which the Colts do fabulously well. But it ended up being Elijah Moore, uh, pardon me, not Elijah Moore, that's the other game, and Elijah Molden, two-yard interception return for a touchdown that made it 31-24 to Tennessee. Chrissy called it this morning the worst interception, given the circumstance, that he's ever seen in decades of watching football. Yeah, you can make a case for it. it Horrible. Just, and, and because it's not only what, not only watching it happen, but then also in the situation that yes. happened. Yes. Yeah, yeah all, every, all things combined, it's up there. Then, of course, he threw another pick yeah. in, in overtime to seal the deal. All right, uh, Fruit Baskets also to Mike White <laughs> and the officiating staff. Uh, for the Jets-Bengals game yesterday. For those of us who didn't have the Bengals in Survivor, and I get it, I'm not through yet either. i got to endure tonight. But for those of us who are rooting passionately against those that did have the Bengals because there's over 40% in pools with them, oh my goodness, what happened here? 405 total yards passing from Mike White, the most of any rookie uh, in his debut since 1950, with the exception of Cam Newton. Only one better. The most passing yards by a Jet since Vinny Testaverde in 2000. And, of course, the sequence that I'm talking about, with 2.08 left in the game, first of all, New York up three trying to bail out the Bengals. Uh, Elijah Moore runs out of bounds on a reverse. You're like, what are you doing? It stops it at 2.04. Bengals have all their timeouts at the two-minute warning. Then at the two-minute warning, the Jets fall start, so it's third and 11 up three. The Bengals still have all their timeouts left. And then Mike White throws it well short of the sticks to Ty Johnson, a play that has no chance of converting whatsoever. None! But Ty Johnson did something that football players are known to do. He lowered his helmet. And guess what happened? Mike Hilton, D-back of the Bengals, also lowered his helmet at the same time. They collided. Flag. Roughing. 15 yards, helmet to helmet. You have got to be kidding me. One of the worst... One of the worst calls I've seen, and we've seen some real bad ones, but one of the worst calls I've seen, especially in that moment and all is going... If you... If you... Gil, if I go to tackle you, yeah. And I got to hit you in the legs. Yes. And you decide, oh, oh. never mind. Yes. I'm going to ram you. Yes. <laughs> and then I, I might get called do that. For, and yes. I get called for the, then you cannot play defense. It's impossible. It, you can't, he got flagged for playing football. Yeah. 
is just unbelievable. By the way, after that, the Bengal, the, the Jets also tried to bail him out. Michael Carter slid yeah. short of the sticks for no reason. Yeah. Then, oh, that was almost disaster. That was almost disaster. I was like, what are you doing? Then, Get the first down. Then Mike White sneaks. Doesn't look like he got it on third down, but they didn't measure. He's like, yeah, first hey, down. Close the yeah. You're good. The, uh, I, I want to add on to that one because this, like, the Mike White stats, I feel like you, you look at them, they're unbelievable. Did anybody see the next gen breakdown on this? So, like, no. okay, you're playing a rookie quarterback, right? Or, 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 okay, making his first NFL start, right? Mike White. What do you think you're going to do? Probably defend the underneath stuff, right? No, no, apparently not. Mike White completed 24 of 28 short passes. That is zero to nine air yards for 263 yards against the Bengals with two touchdowns. And then his one interception came out, uh, came in, uh, uh, in that distance too. That's the second most yards on short passes in a game since 2016. Jeez. 37 like, of 45. You didn't even make him air it out down the field. Yeah. He only had eight, eight passes that didn't land in the Jets' hands. Uh, last one, Annette Contivate. People here listening to the show are not going to be happy with me because the two uh, that I gave out before the semifinals on Friday were, were Bodic Van Zanjulp and also uh, Clara Towson. They did not get there. Uh, but Annette Contivate, which I did on my own later, did. So sorry, but I am sending her a fruit basket. She won both of her last two tournaments, and because of this late season uh, streak, she ends up in Guadalajara for the uh, WTA finals. Good for her. Kelly, you have any? Yeah, just one for me uh, today. The uh, little, little double one for the Cowboys. Going back to that Cowboys-Vikings game. I, I mean, hard to not mention Cooper Rush. I mean, the guy, kind, I mean, he played well above expectations. Then you look at, you know, t- talking about what Mike White did, look at what he did. I mean, you see Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, both went over 100 yards. It's like, man, some of this, some of his offense didn't seem to, I mean, yes, it was obvious Dak wasn't out there, but like some of the yardage-wise, it's like they didn't really miss a beat uh, too much with Cooper Rush on the field. So incredible, incredible uh, job by him. Really just want to bring this down, though, to that last sequence, the last offensive possession by the Cowboys. And this is where Zeke gets a nod, where you real, I mean, I'm thinking we're settling for a field goal oh, here, Matt. Amazing. We're going to lose this in overtime. Zeke, like flashes of old Zeke bar- barreling through four tacklers to get a first down, setting up that fade pass from Rush to uh, to uh, Cooper. And that was, I, I was blown away. I had watched that Zeke play like three different times. I'm like, there are three guys that you broke tackles on, and four of them that should have had him down uh, before the sticks and, and did not. So, uh, yeah, really just that last drive, I think, really put us in the position to actually cash that ticket, man. Thank yeah. God we didn't have to go to overtime. Yeah, it was, I was, I thought for sure. I thought for, I mean, at least the under was never a sweat, but like, boy, the, I thought for sure we were going to lose that. I mean, like, you're going to yeah. overtime, and then, like, eventually yeah. the talent's going to win out, right? Like, it, it, yeah. it just felt like one of those games. A day in the NFL where Geno Smith, Mike White, Trevor Simeon, and Cooper Rush won games, and the top four most picked teams in Circa Million Three in this order, Vikings, Bengals, Lions, Colts. There you go. Yeah, we are two of those. <laughs> we, we got, you know, we got 30 seconds left, but circling back to that, I mean, listen, none of us had a, none of us had a bet on Cincinnati, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters to go from a from a survivor standpoint, but you know, just from an overall, hey, you know, this is a, we bet on this. This is a league that that and and how this goes forward. I mean, the difference between them being six and two and five and three is unbelievable, unbelievable, like astronomical. And the fact that they did not even get a chance with all three timeouts to at least get that thing to overtime is is, is criminal. Wow, what a, what a finish. And there were other games with wackier finishes even. I'm talking about you, Vic Fangio. We'll get to all of that. Coming up, Beeson's primetime action, the Chiefs and the Giants tonight. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN midseason football special is here for only $99. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Remember, that's at vsin.com slash subscribe. Also, don't forget about this from DraftKings and Pizza Hut. Compete free for dough this football season with the Pizza Hut Thursday Throwdown. Playing this four part contest series for you, shot at a share of $20,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Pizza Hut now to get in on the action. No one, and I mean no one out pizzas the hut. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Four details. Gil, Matt, Kelly, primetime action. Glad you could join us tonight. Um, let me just randomly throw out some of these. Cleveland and Pittsburgh, you talked about that game, and Pittsburgh winning at 15-10. to A couple things about that game. One, 
Pittsburgh almost blew the whole game with that ridiculous uh, decision to fake a field goal early. Let's have Chris Boswell uh, pass this, roll him out and pass oh, this. God. He gets destroyed, concussed, and for the rest of the game, like they couldn't kick an extra point. So they, they, they tried a, even when they had a penalty against them, they were, they were 12 yards out, down 10 to 9. They're like, we got to go for two. Doesn't it feel like I it, it, we 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 see so little of that nowadays where they design like fakes for the kickers and the punters? But it feels like every time they do now, the guy gets injured, and you're like, oh, now you've set up yourself for the rest of the game without an important piece. And then still, and then I still get to the deal every single time that this happens, where I go, if that punter can't kick a 31 yard, yeah, then yeah. something's wrong. Like every punter, yeah, should be able to kick a th- like at least make an extra like like hey man. We might not ever ask you to kick a field goal, actually. Right. But, like, we might need a big extra point in a game if the kicker gets hurt. Like, you need to be able to make an extra point. How can a punter, he kicks for a living. Well, he, not only that, they had him kick off Ryan Presley the third. He kicked it out of bounds, right? He couldn't yeah. even, like, kick it straight on the ensuing kickoff. How's this and, a thing? Anyway, here's the thing about later in that game, though, Kevin Stefanski, who never seems to get any criticism, so it's 15-10. to 10. Cleveland has the ball fourth and ten, excuse me, fourth and twelve at the Pittsburgh twenty-six with under two minutes left, one fifty-eight left. They have all three of their timeouts. Kick a field goal. Yeah. Instead, they go for it and don't get it. What are you doing? So that was one. I mean, we could just I mean there's every there's so many different coaching things where you just scratch your head. How about the end of the Denver Washington game? 17 to 10, right? 17 to 10 in that game with 37 seconds left. 37 seconds left, you're up a touchdown. Denver decides to run a play. They fumble it and recover their own fumble. And you're like, oh, if you're a Washington backer or you're a Washington fan, you're like, oh, my God, that was our chance. I can't believe they fumbled the ball and they recovered it. All right, so what do they do on second down? They throw an incomplete pass and it stops oh the clock. Like, what are you doing? So after all that, you're like, okay, well, surely on third down, why don't you just have Teddy Bridgewater kneel on this? Yeah. Just have him kneel on it. Nope, they run it. Fumble! fumble! Like a legit fumble. <laughs> oh, my God. Washington has the ball with 24 seconds left. And Washington's so inept, we can't do anything about and it. Then, and then, and <laughs> And then the <laughs> ultimate, and then the ultimate, like another thing where I scream, like I, I still, this has been happening for 25 years, and I still do it. Scream at the television, where who cares if you throw an interception when it's fourth down and the game is over? He threw it out of the back of the end zone, Heineke. Uh, I'm like sitting here going, it the- doesn't matter if you throw a pick; you have to at least put it to where. Player could put a finger on it. Like, what are you doing? Throwing it out of the back of the end zone. Did you enjoy the play before that when he threw the one yard out? Yeah, I'm just, I'm (laughs) in there screaming. I'm like, who Uh, cares if you throw a pick? Like, hand it to someone if you want to. It doesn't matter at that point. Drove me crazy. Like, throwing out of the back of the end zone. If you could have heard the conversations between Washington football team fans after that game. Oh, and then there was these. By the way, there was so many of them yesterday. Urban Meyer, you're down 24 to nothing. You score a touchdown. This one's hilarious. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> 24 divided by 8 is 3. It works out perfectly, yeah. right? You should go for 2. No, he kicked an extra point. And then, here's how you know it's ridiculous, because then after the extra point, he's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to onside kick. Onside kick, baby! <laughs> so, what are you doing? Straight to Travis Homer's arm and returns it for a touchdown. That part's almost irrelevant, really right? Is. But it's like, what are you doing? What, what I thought the funniest part about that part was, though, Gil, was I was kind of applauding him when the announcers were like, oh, I think it'd be a real team boost here to kick the field goal and, and not let the defense shut I you out. I agree. I couldn't and believe they said that. I was like, good for that. you, Urban. Go for this. That's right. You should go for this right The announcers now. are ridiculous. Scores a touchdown. I'm like, good. Good for you, Urban. I'm glad you noticed and that, too. And then he too. winds up, and I'm like, what are you doing? There, look, what are there, you doing? There, there's that, but honestly, like, the, look, 
I'm it's we're only seven games into the career, and so I'm not going to say this is a, a a David Carr situation or something. But like, they need to clean how. If if you honestly believe that Trevor Lawrence is the future, and if you think that this kid is is truly special and and all that, like you you got to get these guys out of here. You need to start new, and and you got to get going because this team is this is a this is a dumpster fire of Ugh. epic proportions that's going on here. And Ugh. we watched. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence it just natural ability. Is, is better than David Carr, but, I mean, still, he was a very, very highly recruited, highly thought-of guy coming in the league. And he had you no just, chance. You just play on a, yeah. a miserably coached, miserable, horrible, like, literally horrible surrounding people and all that stuff. You can destroy someone. Like, Lawrence is, is on that track right now with the way this Jags team is. Like, they, they need to step up, and I understand you don't want to fire a guy after one year, and I understand it's going to cost you a lot of money, but from what I understand, Sean Conn's, like, pretty rich. I think he's a multiple billionaire. <laughs> From what you so understand. it's kind of like you just go, yeah, I'll eat the money. You got to go. Like you got to go. This is this is bad, bad, bad. What's going on there? That's coming out of a buy. Geno Smith led team coming out of a buy. Geno Smith led team just beat you third. Well, I mean, I understand the onside kick team. Still, it was twenty four nothing. Like I mean, that he, game it, was over so yeah, quickly. Yeah, like yeah. Geno Smith destroyed you. Yeah. He completed thirteen <laughs> straight passes. He he was fourteen of fifteen at one point. Like, Tyler Lockett had eight catches in the first half. Like, it's just, that's coming out of a bye. What like, a, what did you do in the bye? What was amazing about that is between Jacksonville and Detroit, you were really ready to say for both of those, you're like, you know, Jacksonville might actually win a game or two. Or, or Detroit, you're like, you know what? Despite them not winning, having won a game, that Dan Campbell, man, they they really play for him. And both Jacksonville and Detroit got murdered yesterday. Just <laughs> absolute. Detroit got crushed by Philly. Phil, look at the box score. Philly didn't even do anything. Yeah, I, that, that's that's the like maybe the number one team in the league. I have no I, like I have no idea how good or bad the Philadelphia Eagles are. Uh, it's a wacky league. Are we doing AFC West or AFC South here? Uh, Kelly, West. What are we doing? AFC West. Okay. I might have confused you on your own. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Chiefs are playing tonight. So in tribute to that, the AFC West odds. The Chargers lost to the Patriots yesterday. Um, Chiefs playing tonight. Raiders were idle. Broncos beating Washington, virtually doing nothing, by the way, the Broncos in beating Washington. And they trade Von Miller today. So here are your updated AFC West odds. To win the division, Chargers are the short shot, plus 125, subject to change, perhaps. If the Chiefs win tonight, they're at plus 225. Raiders, very close as well, plus 275. And then the Broncos, 14 to 1. There you see the adjusted season win totals. Again, this is prior to tonight's game. 10.5 on the Chargers, 9.5 for both the Chiefs and the Raiders, 7.5 for the Broncos. There are the yes nos for the playoffs. There are the AFC <laughs> and Super Bowl odds. The disrespect for the Raiders is tremendous. We admit to some of it ourselves. I, oh, I fully. I, I think we're as guilty fully. as anybody, but yeah. at least we realize it now, right? Like, yeah, fully. We've come to terms we've with come our to ter- Like, last week, we started yes. to come to terms with it, at least. Yeah. I mean, fully, yeah. I mean, but you look at this, and it's like, this team, it, what What would we, how in the world could we sit here and through something, I mean, outside of us just trying to, if we can try to rid our mind of, of biases and everything that we well, have John Gruden's not there anymore so I feel great about it it's like it's like you look at this and could you honestly could we honestly do, like, you know, again Gil you always say true sir like can we honestly say that we don't think that the Raiders are at least right neck and neck with the Chargers and Chiefs at this point in 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 the NFL like I could not I mean it's but I just have this I have this bias that it's like very hard to get over and I have to get over it I have to get over this hump that this team could actually be good. They're getting pressure on the quarterback with their front four. They're not having to blitz, which 
which helps out with their cornerback situation because they're able to keep all these guys in coverage. And so it's like they're, they're doing the right things to win games. Carr has been really, really good. I mean, I've got to get past it. And then here we look at this and just complete disrespect for this Raiders team. Well, not complete disrespect, somewhat disrespectful. But they're, they're cozying up in the division odds. They're right on par with the Chiefs, just a game behind the Chargers and the win total. The yes to make the playoffs and the no is getting pretty coin flippy. Now, where it gets dis, you know, where it, where it starts to separate is when you get to the bigger markets, right? No respect in the AFC or the Super Bowl markets. I mean, it's, that's sort of like the the let's not get crazy response in those two markets. Yeah, you know the one I wonder about there is just with the Chiefs numbers. Like, do they have so much liability already on the Chiefs that they don't want to? Yeah, you know, they feel like they can only make those numbers so big because they don't want to take any more bets. On, I, don't, I don't know. I, I feel like those numbers should be longer to win the AFC and the Super Bowl at this point for the Chiefs, and they're really not. They really haven't budged too much the past couple of weeks. Is there a bet here? I would play the Raiders. Raiders to win the over. Division. Raiders to win the division. Yeah. Oh, okay. I if I was if I was going to play anything, it probably it would probably be that. Not just yes minus one fifty to make the playoffs. Here's here, here's the one thing. Like it's not a bet on here. I feel like there's no way that three teams are making the playoffs from this division, even though there's three teams favored to make the playoffs. I don't know which one of these isn't going to make it, but I feel like one of them's not. Yeah, there there I, are some there are some gut check games for the Chargers coming up where this season could could go off the rails for them starting next week at Philadelphia on the road. So one, going across the country to play this Philadelphia team that, again, like you said, Kelly, is on any given day can show up and look completely different and whatever. So there, there are some gut check games coming up for sure. One of us might have had him power rank number one a couple weeks back. Yeah. No names, though. <laughs> no names. We'll come back. Chiefs, Giants, we'll talk about it next. Beeson's Primetime Action. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. 
Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.